Welcome back in the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on on this Wednesday. Nice sun outside. Beautiful sun outside. Looking forward to getting out there later on this afternoon. In the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, 877-867-1670. Don't forget about our friend uh, Dwayne. Dwayne's Cover It All up in Wausau. And uh, I know a lot of people getting ready to get the boats out. Get them out. Uh, and then you look at your cover and you're like, oh, man, i got to travel with this thing. i got to put this in my yard. and it's, i got to go out and buy plastic. And I, No, nay, nay. Get a hold of my friend uh, Dwayne at Dwayne's. D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne's Cover It All. He did the bimini top. Custom made the bimini top of my boat. Custom made the travel cover on the boat. Custom redid the interior on my boat and the floor of my boat. I did a terrific job. He's doing the uh, the patio awnings uh, over at Stoley's Hog Alley. He's done awnings out in front of businesses, reupholstered numerous office chairs and such uh, for big companies, even based out of Chicago. Uh, people come from all over to get his work done. Awnings, gym equipment, office furniture, a whole lot more. Get a hold of our buddy Dwayne, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. In Wausau, go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. That is Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Good stuff. So, Ben, the, uh, the, the PGA Championship, uh, weather-wise, that, that might have a – might have weather might have a factor in all of this. Oh, Who are you I, picking tomorrow? Because right now it's cold, it's nasty up there in New York. It looks incredible. It's I the mornings are cold. It's like classic upper yeah, I mean it's not dissimilar from the spring here, except I guess we just get hit by the heat and then it's hot. But there it's like, okay, the mornings are very, very cold and then it gets nice as the day goes on. So mm-hmm. I love it, frankly. It's adversity. You know? I don't want it to be perfect. I, I don't want it just to be nice conditions. It's going to be cool. I saw the, uh, God, I can't think of who the ESPN commentator is. It's not Andy North. It's the other guy. And he was uh, uh, on early this morning, and he said he was driving into the golf course, and he said it was 31 degrees. I mean, morning. I play at 31 degrees out here, you know? Wow. The pros yeah, got to get through that, too. Yeah, I, you, I think you it's. Play, you play in snow. Well, it's going to be incredible to be in a very well-heated a temperature controlled area on watching on TV guys just be miserable out there. Right. I enjoy right. that. Except it's going to be tough with all the cuz they have PGA professionals in there in the PGA mm-hmm. Championship. And they have to not set it up as hard in order to actually allow them to finish a golf round cuz otherwise right. it would take forever. They're going to struggle. You put them out at 7 o'clock and it's 31 degrees. Ball's going to Who do you who do you got in this one tomorrow by the way? Mm. Uh, I mean, off tomorrow. It, it, I could just list the favorites. Like, I think one of the of the Rom Scheffler duo, obviously the most likely to win. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of other guys I like. I, I do a uh, my friends and I do fan duel. We we draft right. teams each week. So he, I called John Rom in the Masters. Oh yeah, that I called. favorite coming um, in. Yeah. Um, and so it's easy to say John Rahm again, but I don't think John Rahm's going to win this. And as much as I want Scheffler, I think it's going to be somebody else. And uh, I thought that Spieth found something at the Masters, but he hasn't really taken it to that next level. I thought maybe he'd start playing better golf, but he hasn't. He's hurt, uh, too. I, yeah, and he's hurt. Uh, I, you know, I just don't know. Rory is struggling mightily. With his game, I, man, I don't, I don't know who to take in this one. 
I don't have to think about it. Maybe we make our predictions tomorrow morning as we come on the air right away. Um, I like before. Cameron Young. He hasn't yeah. won yet. But the old, uh, he's from New York. It's the home game models. It's a home game for yeah. him, even though it's not his course. <laughs> but I like how it I like how it all fits there. And he's got to win eventually. Also, he shaved his beard. So yeah. that actually might make me not pick him. <laughs> but that's my early pick. Him or Cam Young, Finau. Could uh, Brooks Kepka? Oh, who's easily could, yeah. Yeah, he could be another guy, which I would hate to see, but... Just like, it's golf, you know? It's impossible yeah. to predict. Last year, I was red hot picking winners. This year, I am ice cold. Yeah. So whatever I say, bet the opposite. I only I only pick the majors. I The rest of it, I don't care. But I And I don't think that Justin Thomas is going to, you know, repeat. Um, you know, I just don't. So... Got to think about that. Got to think about it. Uh, let's get the phone call. Steve listening to us in Eau Claire. Steve, welcome to the program, man. How are you doing today? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How's it going? I'm doing great. What you thinking? Good. Say, I wanted to get back to Joe Barry for a moment, and um, mm-hmm. I, I missed the first part of what you were saying earlier, so um, my apologies if you already talked about this, but I personally was super bummed when Jerry Gray left because I truly felt, I mean, I know LaFleur doesn't typically make big coaching changes during the season, but I truly felt that if he would have decided to move on from Barry, Jerry Gray would have gotten it, being as he told his players to play outside the scheme, and once he did that, it was a night and day difference in our secondary. Mm -hmm. And that, in turn, also freed up Campbell to be able to do what he does best. So my question for you is, what percentage would you put on the likelihood now that now that Jerry Gray is gone, and again, given Lafleur's historical reluctance to make big coaching changes during the season, what percentage would you put on the likelihood that we move on from Joe Barry at some point before the middle part of this season if our defense has the kind of start to this season as they did last season? Oh boy, that's so. Would they fire Joe Barry if this defense got off to a terrible start? That's a great question. Um, appreciate the phone call. Uh, I I would have to say, and I know this is uh, kind of the the coward's way out, but it's my logical way out. Um. To fire Joe Barry midseason would be very unlike the Packers and very unlike Matt LaFleur. I would say that Matt LaFleur, if things were going bad, would do what he did a couple of years ago when he went to Joe and said, okay, enough. Let the dogs loose. And Joe did. Joe is a conservative, death by a thousand cuts, Keep it in front of you. Don't let anything get behind you. Philosophy of defense. And the problem is if you don't have the offense to sustain, to then give the defense a breather, you're putting your defense in bad positions for long drives on the consistent, and you just wear them out. Um, also, I mean, you know, you got to think he's playing with – you know, Devontae Wyatt, second-year guy. Quay Walker, second-year guy. Luke Van Ness, first-year guy. Um, you know, you, you you do have a lot of veteran on that defense, but, 
you're also having probably three spots by first or second year guys out of out of 11 which you know you're only as good as your weakest link so you hope that they're strong but i don't think uh, okay let me answer your percent your percentage question what is the percentage thought that he would get fired i think it's 90 percent he would not get fired i think it would be matt lafleur would start taking the heat matt lafleur would step up and say joe you got to change it and then they would change it and joe barry would you know, something would happen defensively. You hang on to the job until the end of the season, and then they probably would make a change. Um, because I know that Matt LaFleur and Joe Barry are on an island right now. There was no support from the front office other than for Matt LaFleur from Brian Gutekinds to say, you know, hey, it's Matt's choice. In other words, we're not making this deal. We see what you see. So I don't think it's likely they would make a change unless this is a defense that's healthy, this, this, this is a defense that looks as if, if if Barry loses the defense in the locker room and guys are back to this sucks, this isn't right, he won't let us do what we do, you know, uh, we've tried it his way, it's not working. If, if it starts to become more vocal and we could start to hear some of those whisperings last year, if it starts to become more vocal, then yes, I, I could see them letting him go. But 90% of me says unless it's just an ultimate terrible defensive collapse that Joe Barry is going to hang on throughout this season. And then depending on the results, then the Packers may make a move, but that's, that's just my opinion, I guess. Uh, 877-867-1670. The 33rd team, the 33rd team, uh, 33rd team.com says the four teams that failed this offseason from a former NFL GM, Jeff Diamond, says it was the Chargers, the Titans, the Rams, and the Packers. The Chargers, the Titans, the Rams, and the Packers. I would love to see the article written, Ben, the article well, I sent written. it to you. Did you? Okay. Uh, there you go. Uh, because, and I want to deal with this when we come back, but under the four teams who failed, they he talks about the, uh, the four teams who failed and uh, the Packers being one of them because, obviously, they fall from a 13-win season to not even making in the home playoff implication game. I guess it was a playoff game for the Packers, really. Uh, lost to Detroit in the offseason, kind of been quiet, but they moved on uh, and they, they got rid of a lot of veteran depth. But uh, I'm going to see what he says. I have not read this article yet, but I would be, I'm intrigued by it to see why he feels the Packers failed. I think it, 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 in terms of getting better versus getting worse, yeah, you got a little bit worse because your quarterback play is drastically different. But what the Packers did was maybe even a year too late saying, we got to rip the Band-Aid off. You know, I agree Aaron Rodgers to this day, I will say. Aaron Rodgers still, if he was in Green Bay, would give you the best chance to win. We all know that. But I just don't know if they were going anywhere this year. And if you're not, and you're not in it to win a championship, how much further, how much down that rabbit hole of money can you kick things where the guy that doesn't really want to have his heart and soul and be here into it, you got to rip the Band-Aid off. 
It's painful. It hurts. But in the grand scheme of the franchise of the Green Bay Packers, it's going to be one year and a blip. And you hope that whatever they do, and, and they really, to me, I thought was not only what they got in return for Aaron Rodgers, I thought was solid, but also then ex- the, the contract extension for Jordan Love. So if it doesn't work, you can bail. I thought that was brilliant. So I'm going to be interested to see what he says. This portion of the program then brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Sean and the gang at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Um, look at it this way. From Green Bay to Milwaukee to Madison, everywhere in between. If you have, uh, say, a garage floor, you want to spruce up, you want to finally fix up that area of the house, adds value to your home too, curb appeal to your home, that is epoxy flooring done right. A room in your home, you've got a rec room with a bare basement type of floor, or like I had, like I had the gym downstairs, but the floor was awful, cracked and all that kind of stuff. They came in and they painted it, they cleaned it up, they epoxied it. It's beautiful, and it's a pleasure to work out down there. And that's the first thing that everybody notices when you get a tour of the house is, oh, my God, the floor is gorgeous. They also painted the rooms as well. Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. Call Sean, 262-443-2852, 262-443-2852, and make sure you tell Sean we said Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews Wing Night. You bring the appetite. They got the wing 75-cent wing night tonight uh, over there at Boondocks. House smoked meaty morsels of fried golden brown chicken. Chicken wings, good stuff uh, tonight. And uh, they actually have a wrap over there. It's called the Magnificent Wrap. And it's barbecued turkey, mac and cheese in a wrap. Smoked turkey, mac and cheese, onions, jalapenos, house barbecue sauce, all in a wrap. Making myself hungry thinking about it. County Road K in Oconomowoc. Tonight they've got wing night. They've got the wraps out there. Boondocks, Barbecue, Burgers, and Brews, Stonebank, Wisconsin. But uh, good stuff, good people. And, uh, man, stop out and let me know. If you go out and get it tonight, let me know how that wrap is. I might have to get that. I'm, I don't know if that's out there this weekend, but if it's out there this weekend, I might have to go face first into that thing. That's for sure. That looks great. The barbecue, turkey, wrap, smoked barbecue, and onions, and jalapenos. And yeah, boy, there you go. 877-867-1670, Okay, so, <clears throat> excuse me, the reason that uh, they say, they being the uh, uh, Jeff Diamond, who uh, he was an award-winning NFL executive, writes for the 33rd team, the, the reason he said the Green Bay Packers, this is uh, the quote here uh, at the end of the whole article, I went through the whole thing, there's nothing new. It's not like he says, well, they didn't get enough for Jordan Lo- or for Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love's the wrong choice or anything like that. Just basically said, who would have thought that the Packers, that when Rodgers was coming off of an MVP season and the Packers were a popular Super Bowl pick, then a poor season followed by not enough immediate help this offseason has turned the tables on the pack. The 2024 season could look better in Green Bay with Rodgers' dead money coming off the books, but the Packers will likely be looking up in the division to the Vikings and the Lions this season and quite possibly the improving Chicago Bears. Basically saying the Packers didn't get enough help. My question is, um, I don't know how 
they could have gotten more help. I, I understand what he's saying. There's not enough there to really say you have enough dominant players that even if Jordan Love is adequate, that you can still be successful and vie for the top spot in the NFC North. But as an award-winning NFL executive, where were they supposed to get the money for that? They restructured as much as they could. They created as much cap space as they could. I thought they got a hell of a deal out of the Aaron Rodgers trade. And next year could promise to be even better. Their draft choices, the Musgrave choice, the Lucas Van Ness choice, uh, Jaden Reed choice look good on paper. You know, people have been raving about all three of those. You, you, Christian Watson showed advanced development in the second half of the season, and let's be honest, he was hampered all all training camp last year with the hamstring, came back, started to perform, and then went down again. Romeo Dobbs became, him and Torre became kind of the guys, and then both of those periods of time went down. You had Rashawn Gary go down, so you fortified at least for the time being a rotation within that spot. You brought in a couple of safeties for the aging Adrian Amos. I, I, you know, you're waiting for Stokes to come back from injury. I, I, I don't know. I get what he's saying, but to say that they were one of the worst off seasons this year, the four teams that did the least, I don't know what more they could have done. If anything, I think it was a really good off season considering the circumstances was it great was it did they go out and land a bunch of free agent powerhouses no of course not but for what the hand that was dealt to them that was don't get me wrong it was pretty much self-inflicted i thought they did a great job ben am i missing something here for what for what he's saying in that article would you like to know the last time he was employed in the nfl the writer bring it uh 1998 there you go. Or excuse me, 2004. 2004, okay. 2004. But he was the uh, GM of the Vikings until 98 for 20-plus years. It is still uh, somebody who's been in the front office, so they garner yes. uh, the, the modicum of respect. But you do make a note of it, like you just said. He was in the front office of the Vikings. The Vikings were the rival of the Packers all throughout You know the, the Favre and then Rodgers' legacies. Yeah, but I would ask... When it comes to all that, he he mentions pretty much the fact that who, who would have told you that, you know, no Aaron Rodgers and now they're in a different place as an organization. Is that a Packers problem or is that an Aaron Rodgers problem in the grand scheme of things? If, okay, entering last year, obviously the expectations were high and we expected them to hopefully compete for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This year, where we stand, things are very different. Is that right. the organization's problem or is that Aaron Rodgers' problem? I would lean more towards the latter. I, I would say, you know, let, let let's let's going back to what I said earlier when Joe Burrow was talking about, uh, or the hint is that Joe Burrow is going to take a more team friendly deal because, as he has stated, it's about putting good people around him and being you know viable for a championship every year. Had Aaron Rodgers taken the attitude of "I'm all in, man." I don't need to be the highest paid player. I don't need these big contracts. I don't need these guarantees. What I do, I speak for myself. Here's a deal. And given the Packers a pretty sweet deal and not handcuff them salary cap wise, 
you know, come in and given his all in the last two, three, four years of his career, whatever it may be, that things might be different. So I agree with you that now, again, the Packers acquiesced all this. So, yeah, it makes a difference. But at the time, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. So that's what I'm saying is, like, what more could they have done? If he was the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, would you not have done the same thing? Or would you have cast aside Aaron Rodgers a year ago? thinking to yourself, coming off of an MVP season, you're going to go ahead and get rid of him? Now, some will say you get rid of him because the price, his value is high. So you're going to get more out of this. You're going to get the, you know, the the Russell Wilson deal. Okay. Hindsight being what it is, maybe you could have gone in that direction, especially if you figured last year would have been a dismal failure anyway. But I don't know what more Gudikins could have done and the players they chosen seem to at least, by many, be by many standards and many, you know, descriptions, um, seem to be pretty solid guys. I, I don't, I don't know what more they could have done. So to say they're one of the four worst teams off-season wise, I think might be a little bit unfair. But if and, anything, maybe Gudikin should be commended if you go back to last off-season too. Right. Just from what Devontae said yesterday, seemed like he wanted out no matter what, and that was something that you had spoke about at length, that it wasn't mm-hmm. just them trading him and it was a mistake. It's like he was going to go. Getting, what, two first and two seconds and more for two guys that didn't want right. to be in Green Bay anymore? Right. Like, that's that's pretty phenomenal general managing. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. I, I really don't. I don't think that that is that there's any negatives there you 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 know the Devontae thing and again I mean if you look at the uh, at, at the entirety of it Devontae wanted a contract two years prior and the Packers knew Devontae was good but they basically said Devontae you're going to sit and wait because your guy over here can't make up his mind what he wants to do and we have to take care of the quarterback first and that's what they did. And Devontae just got tired of it because he's like, look, I'm good too. And I understand that. There's there's pride involved, you know. And he said, look, Rodgers didn't make me. I'm going to go find myself elsewhere. And he did. And he did. So kudos to, to Devontae for the season he had last year. But, you know, had it not been for this whole drama-filled circus of will he or will he not come back, will Rodgers – you know, acquiesce. Uh, is he going to be happy? Is he not going to be happy? They bent over and basically kissed his ass for almost two and a half years, and they were put in a tough position. So, in you know, the, the collateral damage, the innocent collateral damage was Devontae Adams, who got tired of waiting and wanted to move on, and it was past the point of no return. Rodgers, who, I mean, the more it, people are – I, I shouldn't say people. There's been more than a few people that have, it's not a lot, but that have said, look, Rodgers, he wanted to play. He wanted to give it his all, you know, but he wanted to do it on his terms. But really, in, in essence, he just wanted to stick it to the Green Bay Packers. So instead of doing it and saying, hey, I'm going to go to the Minnesota Vikings and I want to get out of here, I'm going to go through New York to get there. He just basically said, you want to get rid of me? I'll saddle you with a ton of money. And the first year of Jordan Love is not going to be a joyous one. And he's not going to prove that he was the better guy and I'm the worst guy or anything like. I'm going to st- I'm going to stick you with his big bill 
Here you go. You can't pick up anybody. I'm going to handcuff you and and take it or leave it. And the Packers took it, you know, because at the time they were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. So that that that's kind of the thought, too, that maybe Rodgers just wanted to stick it to the Green Bay Packers and he did it via one year of his career. So we'll see. Uh, if it all comes down to memoirs at some point and Rodgers ever writes the book on spite and anger and chips on his shoulder. But, you know, I, I've said all along, if it's not about the money, which was his statement, not ours, if it's not about the money, then why take all the money? Why handcuff this team? Why make it so unfeasible for them to even want to keep you around? Because they just, there's so many reasons to get rid of you. And he just looked at it and went, eh, I want the money. So 877-867-1670, Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. If you got thoughts on this, 877-867-1670, give us a shout. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. For a realtor, and uh, you're in the uh, you know, Milwaukee, Ozaki, Washington County, Waukesha County, and such area. Uh, my buddy Mikey Whitcomb, really good guy. He's the guy that got me into my house. It took a lot to get me here, too, because uh, the indecisiveness and all that stuff. Um, just, you know, all of it. I mean, he just he was always available, always there. Uh, answered his phone. <laughs> uh, was all over it when, uh, you know, I ended up changing my mind a couple of times and uh, then obviously negotiating the price. He was fantastic through the entire process, uh, and I can't recommend him enough. Mikey Whitcomb, he's a biker. He's very honest, straight shooter. May not tell you what you want to hear, but you'll know where you stand. Uh, call him, 414-243-1976, 414-243-1976. Again, Mikey Whitcomb and our guys over there at Exit Realty, uh, 414 243 1976. You can find him over there. Uh, let's do this. Let's get back to the phone calls. And uh, this time, let's head over to Mike. Mike, listening to us in Rockford, Illinois. Mike, how you doing today, what, buddy? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How are you? Thank you, Mike. Paul. Doing great. Uh, Bill, listen, uh, I want to ask you if uh, the Packers were uh, in the Bears drafting Jordan Love and, uh, and uh, Justin Fields in the same draft. Well, how would you, uh, coming out of college, which quarterback would you rank higher? I mean, didn't they both go in the first round? Yes, they both did. And I'm, um, and I'm asking that it's a biased opinion because we already know what we have in Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, and we know what Detroit has with their quarterback. But these are two young, upcoming quarterbacks, and it's going to be interesting to see how their careers span. Now, the Bears are known. Uh, Jim McMahon was known to say that uh, Chicago's where quarterbacks go to die, and I would have to totally agree with that. Um, I, I think the, uh, Jordan Love being mentored behind uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to actually help him. Uh, but, but I mean, just as, as a pure athlete and, and throwing, and I know Justin Fields didn't throw with his first year with under Luke Getze, but, but does he have a good arm? And I know Ohio State quarterbacks aren't the greatest coming out for pro, but how would you rank those two together coming out of college? 
Um, boy, Justin Fields has obviously a phenomenal running ability. Um, so, I mean, as far as the scramble ability and what he's done, you just look at the, the, the numbers for Justin Fields. I mean, uh, and by the way, Justin Fields was drafted in 2021. Uh, Jordan Love was drafted in 2020. So if they came out the same year, uh, I would have probably looked more towards Justin Fields than I would have Jordan Love. I, and again, I appreciate the phone call. I, I'm trying to go back, okay? I'm trying to go back and sit here and say, okay, when Justin Fields was was picked in the 2021 draft, I was not high on him. And, Ben, you remember that because um, I had talked about I've never been a fan of, NFL, or of uh, um, Ohio State quarterbacks. Um, I just didn't feel like he was going to be worthy of – what did they pick him, like 11, 10 or 11 or something like that? He wasn't top 10, but I think he was right outside of that. Fields went 11. Did he go 11? Okay. So uh, I, I, I was not – Fields was going to be a running quarterback, and he still is. He's proven to be an exciting quarterback. He has proven to be, at times, he can throw the ball, but he's not proven to be an exceptional passer, okay? But you see what you have in, in Justin Fields, and maybe it's only going to get better, okay? They, they hope in Chicago the ceiling is really high. Whereas I was not a fan at all. It wasn't like I hated the pick, but I thought the pick at the time – the Packers could have done more defensively or offensively speaking rather than going after a quarterback. So, and when they chose Jordan Love, I was like, the guy's going to be an average quarterback. If that's your successor to greatness, I think two things hurt him. Was one, he was, would have still been available in the second round, in my opinion, at, at, at the latest or at the earliest. You could have maybe even got him early in the third round. Who knows? And then the second pa- portion of that is, I didn't like his pass game coming out of college. Now I get it. Gary Anderson was his offensive coordinator, and, and everybody says he got screwed up. He had some injuries at wide receiver, and you know, but people still liked him. I just wasn't a fan. So if I had to take one of the other, I would have taken Justin Fields, only for the fact that I knew Fields had scramble capability and mobility, and he could throw at times on the run. What I saw out of Jordan Love was – Okay, it wasn't a great conference. It was, you know, all right. But there was nothing there that could wow me. At least I know Justin Fields played in the Big Ten, gave me some wow moments. So if I had my druthers, I would have taken Justin Fields. But the caveat to that being, if Justin Fields is only going to be a runner, his career in in the NFL is going to be short-lived. It's going to be five, seven years and then the league's going to catch up to him. They're going to say, okay, don't run. We're going to force just like they did with Kaepernick. Throw the football. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it consistently. He couldn't do it into tight windows. He couldn't come up with that big play when he needed it the most. And once the league catches up to you and says, go ahead and run. We're going to take the cheap shots. We'll take the penalties. We're going to beat the hell out of you. And you're not going to run anymore. You're not going to want to run anymore. And then we're going to see what kind of quarterback you are. Well, you'll probably find that out this year with Justin Fields. But Jordan Love, I, I have to admit, I probably would have taken Justin Fields, but not because what I know now. It's what I know then, and it's what I believe then. 
maybe after this year, my mind can be changed, hindsight being what it is, but I would have taken Justin Fields. Just my opinion. So, and at least I'm being honest about it because I'm trying to hold true to what I felt then and combine that with what I feel today. And I, I haven't seen anything out of Jordan Love. I saw Jordan Love play a full game against Kansas City. It was terrible. I saw Jordan Love knowing he was going to play the second half against Detroit at the end of that season. It was terrible. I saw Jordan Love play and throw nine passes in a game against Philadelphia in a game against that Philadelphia pretty much wrapped up. It was really good. It opened my eyes. But I've yet to see Jordan Love win ballgames. I've seen Justin Fields win ballgames. I've seen Justin Fields create excitement when everything else around him sucked to say, I've got the wherewithal to throw a team on my back and make something out of nothing. And that's impressive. But I can't say that I would I would prefer to have either, to be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, if that, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, just, uh, I'm just trying to, just trying to be, uh, trying to be honest with it. I would throw uh, one flag out there. Sure. Go ahead. I had one challenge flag. I, I yeah, mean, go ahead. he's started 25 games, 15 last year, 10 the year before he's five and 20 fields right. is. Mm-hmm. So like he's had a lot of chances to win. Mm-hmm. The reason Bears fans love him is because he didn't actually win the games and they got the number one pick, but he showed enough in losses. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, Love hasn't hasn't won games. He hasn't had a chance to, but Fields has actually shown a propensity to to lose games at at a very alarming clip. Yep. Uh, I I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um. Their argument in Chicago, and I don't know if it's a, a realistic one or not, is that he just simply doesn't have enough around him to help him win. I think two things have to happen this year. One is the talent has to be better, and he has to have the ability that everybody believes he has to throw the ball to the right people at the right place at the right time. But the second thing is is to now take the next step and lead that team to winning, not just perform well. There's a big difference there. And uh, get guys to believe in you that, you know, you can take them downfield and get scores and all that kind of stuff. And especially since they bolstered their middle linebacking core, uh, even though their their secondary is still not great, but bolstered the linebacking core. So anyway, um, I digress. But if I had to take one or the other, probably take fields. But the, the distinction between the two is relatively slim, in my opinion. We're going to take a break. Come back. And then, what did we miss? Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. kind of wrap the day up with some of the things that we did not catch. There is one big story 
that was actually nationally uh, on the news that we did miss. Can I do the first? What do we miss today, Ben? Oh, let me start the music. Go. Go. Do it. Did you know that our very own Quick Trip was rated the best gas station, and I hate that terminology because it's so much more, in the country, based right out here in La Crosse, Wisconsin, all over the great state, beyond the borders, Iowa, Minnesota, and such, Quick Trip rated number one in the country. Now, we've got Cunis on board, who's number one when it comes to camping and RV and all that kind of stuff in the state of Wisconsin. And Quick Trip, who is number one, the best overall out of all the gas stations in the country, is right right here in our own backyard. I'll tell you what, you get on the Bill Michael Show, you uh, get national notoriety, and uh, all of a sudden you rocket to the top of being number one. So I'm, I'm going to take credit for all of this. Because we talk about both of them so much and all the, the great customer service, clean bathrooms, uh, the sales and service that they have at CUNIS. I, I, we can't do anything, Ben, but take credit for it. Sure. So Congratulations. We, we, can, we, we can play the out music of We Are the Champions once the show's over. We'll do that. <laughs> I, I do have a <laughs> my only contention with Quick Trip recently is the one Uh-oh. by me, the yes. seltzer supply, just straight sparkling water. Not, not yes. all the flavored crap and the sugar, like just straight sparkling water, which right. I drink a lot of, is completely gone, and it hasn't been replenished. Really? So I Did don't know the, how I'd go to the manager out. and say, what's happened? What's I, going on? I, I might need to go up to the top of the company and say, hey, listen, the, the people need seltzer. We need seltzer, and it's, it's well, just not there. I, I'm sure you're going to get a letter back going, you're leaving. What the hell do you care? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. Maybe it's constructive uh, for when I visit or for yeah, other people right. like me, which there aren't many. <laughs> okay. Hey, by the way, uh, I did get a question, and uh, some of my buddies said, hey, are you inviting Ben back for the Christmas party? So if you want to come back for the Christmas Ooh. party, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of your room. You take care of your flight, and okay. we'll get you here. Okay? All right. I'll try to pull that. All right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. What do we got? All right. In, in real news... I'm kidding. Congratulations to Quick Trip. Uh, but the Devontae Adams article, Bill, people freaked out all throughout yesterday. Mm-hmm. They they saw the article. It was spun. It was taken out of context. And it kind of turned into, are the Jets going to trade for Devontae because he's unhappy with the situation in Vegas? Right. When he was just speaking literally and saying, yeah, the quarterback change is not easy as a wide receiver. So mm-hmm. he, uh, he responded. He posted a picture with the Raiders GM uh, and said, he's the man. And that seems to be all gone now. Yeah. So no Devontae to the Jets. We all thought it was going to happen. No, we didn't really. But, you know, there you go. (laughs) Um, In NFC North news, the the Vikings on their Twitter header, true, uh, you know, current age journalism, Big J, they have replaced Dalvin Cook with Alexander Madison. Yeah, the the thought is that. Yeah, they thought the thought is after June first he's going to be gone. There's already talk about him possibly ending up in uh, Dallas. That if they don't bring Zeke back, that Dallas could go after him hard uh, because he is not only a burst threat out of the backfield, but he can also ca- pass catch out of the backfield, which would add another weapon to to, uh, to Dak Prescott. So I, I saw that article this morning uh, about the likely landing spots for Dalvin Cook because it's 
pretty much inevitable that they're going to cut them loose after June 1st. So, yeah, I saw that. I didn't see the fact that uh, the Vikings have taken that first step already and going, oh, by the way, we don't even need you anymore. Oh, they You're not even part of the PR. They, they put yeah, Madison right? in instead of him, which you'd <laughs> still wonder if Madison would be the starter. But that's another right. discussion. Uh, John Morant in a beautifully released official statement yesterday during the Lakers Nuggets game while everybody was talking about Jokic going off said that he takes accountability for the video it is a I read it and I saw AI wrote it here's what happened first of all Chad GBT he immediately reacted during one of the was it halftime or just before the game when the commissioner came out and said he was shocked yeah they had had this discussion and that he's shocked, that he's upset. And so I think he was trying to ease the blow of what had happened because the commissioner clearly was pissed. Uh, secondly, that was written by a PR person, and all of it, you can take it to the bathroom and wipe your rear end with it. It's garbage. It's garbage. Ja Morant is, is, is right now. Now, I understand the arguments of, well, if he had a gun, what if it's legal? And that's beside the point. Okay, I understand all of that. You're not supposed to do it in the NBA, dude. Period. End of story. They said, don't get away from it. Stop it. And you did it anyway. So I don't care legal or not legal. It's kind of like the old argument of pot, you know, back in the day when pot was, you know, not considered a big deal, but it was still illegal. But, you know, the leagues were looking the other way. But it's like when you got busted, you got busted. I, you can make all the arguments you want, but you're not supposed to be doing it. So it's as simple as that. And he's got some issues away from the court, John Morant does, because of some of the people he's hanging with. So oh, man. I have zero sympathy for him. And uh, they were on ESPN today saying he should be suspended at least half a season. Wow. I mean, his buddy, who was on the Instagram Live, even when he saw him do that, started flipping the camera away. Like, his buddy knew how much of an idiot right. he was being. Yep. Right. Which is it's yep. crazy. Uh, and then uh, other notes, uh, the Pat McAfee show, going to ESPN. Uh, yeah, that's where the language changes, the that's attitude a good thing. changes. I mean, it's, sports well, radio producers can yeah. actually take the clips. Yeah, but it's not uh, it's not going to be the same show. Because now you're in Disney, man. Welcome to Disney. They Some of that stuff is going to go away. Unlike us, our great company... They let us kind of run our own thing, do our own thing, and have at it, guys. Well, well, we, we got a great curse. company. We don't you know. curse because we're over the air. But if it was just a stream, oh, I'd drop F-bombs all over the place. <laughs> all right, Ben, time for you and I to get the F out of here. Until tomorrow, have a going. Woo!